Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are pressing on in Matthew. We are in the 26th chapter now. Yay, everybody goes. <laughs> I know we spent some time on this, but it's all right. Uh, there's only 28 chapters in Matthew, so we've got three more chapters, 26, 27, and 28. Today, I want us to just look at the first five verses and actually do a little reflecting on what we've looked at and what we've examined. And just to get uh, maybe even a heart for what's happening here, listen to what's going on in the first verse of Matthew 26. When Jesus had finished all these words, he said to his disciples, so let's just stop in the middle of the sentence right there. What were all the words that he had spoken? Yeah, everything we've just seen in Matthew 24 and 25. Everything that had come out of the encounter, really, that he had in Matthew 23. Because remember, in 23 is when he had gone toe-to-toe. Scribes, Pharisees, you hypocrites. And boy, they, they, he just told them, this is how you're doing things. This is what you're doing. This is your hypocritical style of life, and God's going to hold you accountable. And how he had cried out for Jerusalem, saying, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How often I wanted to gather you as a, uh, a hen does her little chicks, but you wouldn't let me. So he has that encounter. He walks out of the temple complex. His disciples look up. One of them says, hey, master, look at these buildings, man. This thing's looking sharp, isn't it? It's coming along. Jesus' response, his retort to it was, hey, there's not going to be one stone left here unturned. Not one stone. In other words, this thing is going to be brought down. Well, that puts a damper on the party, doesn't it? And I, I'm convinced that that disciple, whoever it was, was just trying to lighten the moment. Man, that was an intense thing that happened inside there. They come out. Apparently, they continue talking. They go over to the Mount of Olives. When they get over there, four of the disciples come to Jesus, and they ask him, when will these things occur, and what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? And that's what we've looked at in Matthew 24 and 25 and Mark 13 and Luke 21. And first thing Jesus says is, see to it that no one deceive you. Then he says, see to it that you're not fearful. Several times he says, see to it, see to it. You know, you've got a role, you've got a responsibility. And he gives a whole overview of the balance of history from verses 4 to 14, Matthew 24. And then he starts giving some detail beginning with verse 15 of Matthew 24. He says, so when you see um, the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, is prophesied by the prophet Daniel. And then he kept teaching them, kept showing them things. Well, he got to the end of Matthew, what we call Matthew 25. And now it says, when he's finished all these words, listen to this, Matthew 26 to Jesus speaking. You know that after two days, the Passover is coming and the Son of Man is to be handed over for crucifixion. That is just forthright, bringing it all together because the time has arrived. He had been telling, uh, particularly the 12, uh, for quite a period of time now, uh, that they were going to Jerusalem. As a matter of fact, a lot of the Gospels you see is they're actually, was it John that says that Jesus 
uh, set his face toward Jerusalem, that they were going toward Jerusalem, they were traveling that way, and all this stuff that was occurring and that we have accounts about was happening while they're on their way to Jerusalem. Well, now they're there. And he's telling me, he says, you know this. So he must have told them, and he's reminding them, you know that after two days, the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man is to be handed over for crucifixion. Now, we've talked a great deal about the timing of the Passover and things like it on these podcasts, and I may get to that in an a episode down the road related to Matthew, I don't know. But the important thing I want us to see right now is that Jesus is telling them that the Passover is in two days. And you know that the Son of Man, me, I'm going to be handed over. And he'd been saying that, that they were going to mistreat him, that they were going to arrest him. Now he's saying for crucifixion. He had told them that uh, he was going to be killed. But now he's telling them how. And not only is this the most horrific way to die, <clears throat> but uh, it was like the least socially acceptable way <laughs> to die, okay? So Jesus is sitting there in the Mount of Olives with his disciples, and he tells them, you know, after two days, the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man is to be handed over for crucifixion. And this is after he goes all through all this stuff that we've seen, the sheep and goats, he just shared that, and he says this. Then verse 3 of Matthew 26 is telling us what's happening in the city. So while Jesus is out there with his disciples telling them all this, Everything we've seen, what we call the Olivet Discourse, answering those profound questions, giving them revelation and insight, and giving us the same. While that's going on, verse 3, then the chief priest and the elders of the people were gathered together in the court of the high priest named Caiaphas, and they plotted together to seize Jesus by stealth and kill him. So here's your religious rulers who are plotting together. They're plotting together. The chief priest, there's more than one, okay, the chief priest. You have the chief priest, but then you have a high priest. There's only one of those. Chief priest, the elders of the people, this is the leadership. And then they're in the court of the high priest, and they named him Caiaphas. And they're plotting together. And what are they going to do? They're going to seize Jesus. How are they going to seize him? They're going to do it by secret, and then they're going to kill him. Well, how are they going to do it by secret? Well, why would they do it by secret? If he is, uh, what they said, a blasphemer, if he's possessed of the devil, as they said, then why would they need to seize him by secret? Verse 5, but they were saying, not during the festival, otherwise a riot might occur among the people. <laughs> yeah, the people knew that Jesus was something. They weren't quite sure overall, but they knew he was a great teacher. They knew he was a prophet. They knew that he did miracles. They saw the things that he did. They heard the things that he said, and they basically said, hey, man, he's not like these scribes. I mean, you know, this is a new uh, thing because he, you know, he cast out demons, <laughs> this kind of stuff, you know. This is something new and powerful, unlike our religious rulers, which set the religious rulers off. But I just, I just think it's interesting, the juxtaposition. that They're sitting here planning how they're going to seize Jesus. And they knew they had to do it stealthily because they were going to have a problem with their congregation. Okay? I got news for you, folks. This kind of stuff still happens today. Okay, It happens on an ongoing basis. 
even in the professing body of Christ, uh, particularly among the tares that are there with the wheat. You see the same type of thing. You see the same type of strategy. Uh, nothing is new. And so Jesus is sharing this, and I'm about to go in here. I'm going to be handed over for crucifixion. They're planning his crucifixion. It is all about to go down. Can you imagine what his disciples must have been thinking while they're sitting there listening to this? He answered these questions, telling all this stuff that was going to happen. Be on the alert, he said. Don't fear, he said. Don't be distracted. Things are going to get so, so, so bad that even the elect, if possible, might be deceived. But it's not possible. So many parallels there for us to glean, folks. So many things for us to understand. And we'll keep touching upon them, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.